0: What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 83. We are back on the unapologetic Fridays, and it's been a little rough getting episodes out just because if you have not been paying attention to my content, which I understand because there's a lot of shit going on with everybody's lives, um, but PWC is merging with Lifts with Alex. So, uh, for one, Quick plug, down below is the new Facebook group to the Lifts with Alex Facebook group, which is where you'll find me moving in the future. If you do join the old Facebook group, just know I'm going to be um, just posting reminders to join that group. And I think I might um, in October just switch it to a podcast uh, group and just like share stuff from the podcast, like my reels from the podcast into there and sound clips or whatever and just – Post that stuff into that group just to keep it active because some of the uh, podcasts, things I've been on, you know, that's recommending people to that group. So, uh, yeah, that's that's that. Anyways, I actually just blanked on what our topic was for today. But if this is your first Unapologetic Friday, just know that it is unedited, raw, unfiltered, blah, 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 blah. Um, So if you have kids in the car, you might not want to uh, have them uh, have this blasting through the speakers if you don't want them to hear curse words, because sometimes I get really passionate. So, oh, I remember what today's topic is. So I set, saying my timer, I am actually on a time restraint, because I have a call in 18 minutes. So 15 minutes on the clock, we're going to try to stick with that time frame, So because... I have to jump off to the call. So today's topic is why we don't want to have restriction when it comes to our nutrition. So there's all these rules. And I used to be one of these people who would recommend um, different rules for nutrition or avoid these foods. And there's a time and place for certain things like, are seed oils the best for you? No. Are they probably a little overhyped? Well, in the grand scheme of things, you shouldn't really be eating that many things with seed oils in them. Like that really should only be 10 to 20 percent of your diet containing foods that even contain them. And that's going to be such a small part that the other stuff should negate it. So when it comes to you're trying to improve your health, or you're trying to lose weight and usually these go hand in hand so if you're listening and your goal is i want to lose some weight realize like there needs to be some sort of restriction like we can't just go out and eat whatever whenever because we're going to blow our calories like calories still matter but we don't need to limit ourselves like oh well i'm gonna i want to lose weight so i'm going to cut out all sugar i'm going to cut out all red 40 i'm going to cut out all of this other stuff and that's going to limit The foods that I can eat. So you cut all these things out, and then you're like, okay, great. What the fuck do I actually eat? And that's where it becomes an issue of, okay, you're fine for a week, you're fine for two weeks, and then all of a sudden the cravings start to kick in, and you're like, oh, I eat sugar, I suck, and then you fall off track. So, and that becomes the issue when you set these arbitrary rules, because if you look, if you're doing the right thing and eating 80 to 90 percent whole foods that little bit of sugar really doesn't make a big difference in the grand scheme of things especially if you're craving it like if it kills the craving then you're going to go you're going to plan on eating a small amount you're going to eat way less than when you're going all these cycles and you're like well i heard i'm supposed to do this but you never fucking do it then you're not actually improving anything. You're just on this vicious cycle of binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict. Then you're ultimately destroying your health in the long run, trying to make improvements, but you're failing constantly. So let's change that. Instead of having all these rules, allow yourself to have it. Because when you allow yourself to have something, you're not going to want to have it as much. Amazing how that works. So when we restrict, we... And set rules. We automatically want to like break the rules. Breaking the rules feels fun. It's like a little kid. Like we have a little kid inside of us. Like ooh, breaking the rules. I feel bad, and this is fun. And as long as I don't get caught, except the body keeps the score, so those calories still come back. So the you're like fuck. Then you feel bad. And you're like oh, I suck. I'm guilty. Blah blah blah. And then the cycle continues. So we want to break that. We don't want to have that cycle continuously going on because you're never getting closer to your goal. So remove all food rules. The other thing is also make sure you're, like you're not in a dieting phase year-round. You should have planned periods where you're not in a dieting phase. And during those times, you should be eating your maintenance calories. And maintenance calories are not 1,200 calories. They are going to be much higher. And it still should be 80 to 90% whole Foods. A lot of people will come to me and be like, oh well, I I overeat or I try maintenance, but when you I look at maintenance, you're not actually you're eating maintenance calories or above, but it's all crap. It's all processed foods. It's not the healthy foods you're supposed to be eating. It's not mostly whole foods. And if you're listening, you're like, fuck, well, you're saying like just said no food rules and then 80-90% Whole foods, so that, that is the one food rule, is mostly whole foods. couple of reasons. One, they're more filling and they're less calorie dense. So they take up more room, they contain more water, more fiber, more protein, blah, 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 blah. They don't taste as good as processed. For example, plain potato versus potato chip. What tastes better? Plain potato with no butter and no salt on it. Boiled in water or the potato chip. Hands down potato chip. Nobody's gonna argue with that. But but that potato chip is way easier to overeat. So we it's they're lower in calories. It takes more energy for your body to digest the whole foods. So because they're in their whole form, that it takes more calories to digest those foods. This is called the thermic effect of food. So the less processed the food is, the more enzymes and stomach acids and everything else it takes to break those foods down. So this is where, like, you'll hear protein is fat burning. So that comes from this thermic effect of food where estimated you burn about 25 calories to digest 100 calories of protein. So you net about 75. Carbs, it's much less like 10 calories and the fats are even less it's like three calories to digest them if any at all so that's why protein is so important and it's important to have like a consistent amount which is why you don't hear me say like oh just count calories like calories matter but if you like are moving protein way up and way down every single day those calories like what makes up your calories also matter So that's why it's like calories and protein. And the research that shows when calories and protein are equated equal, not when just calories are equated equal. Calories and protein are the same across two types of diets. The fat loss results are the same. then we can argue about health. But that's another time. So it takes more energy to digest the food. The food is more filling. You also absorb less calories from those foods because they're harder to digest. A lot of times, you don't fully digest all of it and for example uh I'm, i might get this wrong because i don't have the notes in front of me because i didn't think i was going to bring this up but with protein you see something called like the biological value it's something like that it's like how much protein you actually like absorb from this um, Or or something like that there's a there's a scale for like the how much protein you actually absorb from eating a certain protein source so the more processed of food is the easier it is to break down so a good joke right now we're in the summer. So think of like corn syrup or grits or cornbread versus whole corn. Well we all know the joke about pooping with corn. Like you see it in there. You're not digesting all of it versus corn syrup. You're gonna digest all of it. So two ends of the process completely unprocessed. You just cooked it, which technically is processing, but basically unprocessed versus hyper-processed and that everything else is going to be a continuum in between. So for example, getting polenta or grits, which is mildly processed, you're going to absorb more calories than, say, whole kernel corn, but less calories than corn syrup. And so this is where sometimes the if-it-fits-your-macros doesn't work out because if you just eat these foods that are really processed, you're going to absorb more calories. It takes less energy also to digest them. So you net more calories per the calories that you're eating. So if your goal is 1,800 calories, let's say you net 75%. Like that's actually what your body absorbs is like 75% of the calories. If you eat 100% whole foods versus if you eat all processed foods, you net 90% of the calories. And this is where sometimes nutrition gets a little tricky, but... You don't have to worry about that if you just eat 80 to 90% just whole, mostly unprocessed foods, and then include some of the other stuff, because let's be honest, the other stuff is good, and you can make those adjustments. So as, as long as you are consistent with that, and then eating 80 90% whole foods, which, a couple ways to track that. So before I get into uh, making adjustments, the way to track that is to look at either total number of meals, or your calories whatever way you want so let's say let's go to 90 10 because the math is easier to do in my head real quick you're eating nine, so 2,000 calories 90 percent is going to be whole and processed food that's gonna be 1800 of your calories and then 200 calories you're allowed to do like whatever with you can have chocolate or ice cream or whatever which for me is usually chocolate so that's that approach or you can look at your meals so it you know over the course of a week you're gonna eat um, what is it um, depending on how many times you eat per day whether two or four or whatever but let's say three so three times seven is what uh, 21 off the top of my head it's a little sleep-deprived um, so 21 meals in the week so 90% would be like what 19, 18, 19 meals would be 100% whole foods and then uh, 10%, so the three meals would be like kind of like whatever you want, just stick within your calories. That's another way to look at it. I prefer more like the calorie approach where every day, or you just are like with everything you might just have like, like last night we had a burger bun as part of our carb um, because we were doing leftovers. But everything else was so, I mean, I post a lot of my dinners online, like it was tomatoes, was that last night? No, last night was leftover night. So, uh, last night was, yeah, tomatoes. Oh, it was basically the same meal as the night before. Tomatoes from the garden, it was leftover uh, mashed and potatoes and potato salad. And then we had a burger and we had pork chops because that was what was left for proteins and then a burger bun. So it's like most of the plate was all whole foods and then just a little bit. So there's a lot of ways to look at it. You just want a way that works best for you. Um, so the calorie way is the best when we're like really dialed into tracking versus the way I just did. is more like an intuitive eating approach, which is a little bit higher level, which is fine. If you're okay with that, it's a little, you no, know, tends to get... Slower results, but it's also okay to do so. I, I prefer the calorie approach to it. Um, again, and that we're using 90 10 so you're like, oh, that's still feeling restrictive. You can go 85 15, you can go 80 20. So, when it comes to making your adjustments, then if you're not seeing results, you can either, if you don't want to drop calories, you can either eat more whole foods or, or we can. Decrease your calories and keep the same ratios. And then you know you're being consistent. You're consistently doing this. And of course, consistency does not mean perfection. If you're like, oh, well, I was 78 and percent Whole Foods. Like, it's close to enough. Come on. Could it be a little bit better? Maybe. Maybe going into this next week, you're like, okay, like I could be a little bit better. Um, which is why I prefer more like an 85, 15, 90, 10 approach over the 80, 20, but 80, 20 is a great place to start. Um, And it works for a lot of people, especially if you travel a bunch, you might just need a slightly lower overall calories than someone else, maybe, because you can absorb more foods from those processed, or more calories from those processed foods. But there's nothing wrong with eating some processed foods. Sugar is not going to kill you. And it should also be known that when we're not in a weight loss phase, when we're in a calorie maintenance or even a surplus to try to build muscle, that during those times, the reason sugar is bad is it's a lot of calories, it's empty calories. So it's a lot of calories without giving us any micronutrients, without any fiber or anything else. So if you're eating still in a calorie surplus, mostly whole foods, you're going to be okay. But even if you're not, because of the quantity of food you're going to get a lot of your vitamins and minerals most of the time as long as again even if it's like a 75 25 whole foods to uh, processed foods when you just up the calories a lot of times we're like oh are we having nutrient deficiencies that's more of a conversation in when we're trying to do a fat loss phase when we bump up calories like if i look at um, like athletes programs like a lot of times we don't have to really worry too much about um, micronutrients because of the quantity of food it's very easy to get like a hundred percent of all your vitamins and minerals when you're eating three thousand calories per day it's just sheer quantity those things that are only like five percent of uh, rda all of a sudden adds up when you have four servings of that in one meal when you have two servings of something that's 30 percent when it's calorie deficit you can only have one serving or half a serving that's not great but when you're in calorie surplus so the reason i bring this up is during maintenance phases and and purposeful surpluses the issue becomes sugar and these other foods when they displace healthy foods if you're hitting all your goals with everything else with your healthy foods then It's not going to make that big of a deal if you have some sugar, if you have a little bit of uh, seed oils, if you have a few of these other things, because you already have the baseline set. You're already good with everything else. And of course, there's nuance of if you have a food allergy or anything else or sensitivity, then maybe we avoid those foods most of the time or like things like, you know, we've been hearing about Red 40 a lot. Certain chemicals just might not be good for us. Still up for debate there. Um, But, whoop, there's the timer. So I need to wrap this up. But we shouldn't set food rules other than eating mostly whole foods. And if you're not there yet, you're not there at the point where you can eat that many whole foods, it just takes a little bit of time. Your taste buds will change over time. You have to give it some time and transition a little bit eat the food the whole foods you like don't eat the ones you don't like or don't eat the ones that don't agree with you i used to love brussels sprouts they don't agree with me anymore so i we really don't eat that many things like that because it just does not agree with our digestive system so figure out what you do like if it's tomatoes and cucumbers you're like oh but i heard kale's better like fuck kale start with tomatoes and cucumbers And give your taste buds time to change because so many of these hyper processed foods have like hijacked your taste buds and think foods need to be tasting amazing of things that would never be found in nature. And just like switch to like eating more fruits and getting used to that. And over time, and learning how to cook too. I did a video of like how to make healthy food taste good. Switch to that stuff, change all of that over time and you will be in a good place anyways i'm out of time i could keep going but i'm literally out of time so thank you guys for tuning in again facebook group you want to get more of me make sure to go and join the F- lifts with alex facebook group also make sure to join uh follow my socials especially if you need that a video that reel just send me a message i can also tag you or i'll i'll share it to you um how to make healthy food taste good i did that on instagram and tiktok But that is it today, so again, leave a review, leave a five-star review if you liked the episode, and happy fucking Friday.